Hello and welcome to the first episode of the much-anticipated Handy Point podcast. This is a podcast that will have a sports theme and will range from the social level all the way up to the professional level and will cover off on pretty much everything in between. It will be a light-hearted show that will hopefully have some banter and stories that everyday clubland sports people can relate to and we will also provide some high-quality guests that have some interesting stories to tell along the way. Now you're probably sitting there and asking yourself, and the answer is yes. This idea did start during the isolation period when every other man and his dog was also starting their own podcast. And although a joke at first with a bunch of mates on a WhatsApp group, it's been a superb effort from our producer to give this show the momentum it deserves and to get us to where we are today, launch day. The hosts will be myself, Brennan Gillam, the Ben Cousin of the South Fremantle Football Club legend and Curtin Wesley Football Club coach, and also the producer of the Handy Point podcast, Craig White. And my co-host will be Darcy Reader, who was famously voted the 26th best player of the decade in the Perth Amateur Football League. We're starting from scratch, but Darcy and I loom large as a formidable duo in podcast land. For half of you listening, this will be everything you ever dreamed of, the reason you get out of bed. Just to hear the boys from Handy Point as they deliver a new guest with new stories to tell. And for the other half, you will be the same as the first half. Without further ado, we would like to welcome our first guest on the show. Hailing from a small town in Italy and making his way onto an Essendon football club list as a 23-year-old. This guy has experienced a lot and has many stories to tell, especially about his time in the AFL. And we are very excited here at Handy Point to have him. Please welcome, on the first episode of the Handy Point podcast, Corey Delolio. How are you, mate? I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, thank you. Go. We know you're a busy man to catch, so yep. it's been um, yeah fantastic that you've given us that time on a Saturday morning so we can have a chat. And, and yeah, like Darcy said at the start, get get the listeners to know a little bit more about you. Oh, no, it's been the perfect morning. You know, start with training in the morning and then into this. So, yeah, how, um, so what sort of emotions does that recording bring up inside of you listening back to that, Corey? Do you feel good hearing that? Yeah, it's, it's good to hear it. You know? <laughs> I had a little peek and watched the replay myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a good night. That Toby and Monique were over that, that weekend, and we um, had, a good, <laughs> had a good look at it that night. A few quiet ones after the game, I'm presuming. Yeah. You were the sub, so you would have been fresh. I was the sub, and I was fresh, <laughs> and we went into a four day break after that. So um, yeah, Toby really welcomed himself to the football club that night. <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. That is Mal, that's my cousin. Uh, so, so what we want to do, uh, we want to start, um, start young with you, Corey. Um, and we're going yeah, to start in, in your early life, uh, how you grew up, kind of where it was, what, what it was. So um, where were you born? Everyone presumes it was in Italy. Mm. Sicily, I believe they were saying earlier. But um, where actually was it? No, it's not Sicily. That's a huge insult to my family, to okay. be honest. It's... Oh. Um, that's a huge rivalry with yeah. Sicilians, and we're, we're, we're from Feta, which is another... <laughs> I like, like the cheese? Similar, yeah. Okay. Yeah, similar. We're from a more of a 
crayfish um, town, little yep. small crayfishing town um, down the um, south of Roma. Um, so that's where we're from. And um... <laughs> <laughs> well, you you were born there yourself. Like you were actually born in in Feta. Yeah, no, 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 all my family was, but then they, they got the um, the ship or the little dinghy over to Perth at okay. um, some point and um, had my father and then he had me and, um, yeah, grew up in Fremantle or around Fremantle. Fantastic, around fantastic. So um, the family, it was just, who was in the family growing up? Um, mother, my father. Yep, yeah, obviously. And, and then I was the oldest and, um, and yep. uh, sister named Laura and a brother named Aiden. Yeah. They're, they're still around today. Okay, yeah. so so junior footy, um, obviously you're young, you're kicking the footy around, junior footy. When did you first pick up a footy? What, what are your first memories of, of, of kicking the footy? Um, I think I remember, I actually do remember, I, I was at Coburn um, playing kick. I do remember a little bit of that vaguely. Yeah. Yeah, down and, when I was about... And what position, do you remember position-wise, where, what you were? I was more of a midfielder. It's only been late that Craig's kicked me out of the midfield. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was definitely yeah. more of a midfielder than the kick. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Okay, so you didn't carry that little um, puppy fat back then? No, I definitely carried it. Oh, yeah. you carried it? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, okay, fantastic. And as a junior... Hey, we've got a pause. Just that, we've got a race on. Can we just pause the podcast, please? <laughs> All right, sorry about that, listeners. We're back and uh, it's a bit more of a sombre mood here at Corey's house. Uh, Malibu's hasn't quite gotten up with the place, but... Um, it's okay, so Corey's a little bit disappointed, but we'll keep moving on, and yep. hopefully the mood will lift throughout the podcast. I'm sure, I'm sure it will, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, junior footy days, um, we kind of uh, touched on kicking the footy in the backyard and, and down at Coburn. Um, when did you realise that you were half decent at footy? When, when, were the, when was the first time you thought, I actually might be, might be all right at this? Uh, good question. I don't know. Um, Great question. Probably not until I got to... Um, I moved to South Coogee when I was in 13, 13s or 14s, and... Um, and around that stage, started playing a bit of development footy and um, was okay. But I actually wasn't, I wasn't really that good and didn't play yeah. any good development footy or anything like that. And then it was probably the second year of Colts I started getting a bit of a move on. But yeah, yeah I, didn't, I wasn't really a star. I probably had a couple of good games here and there, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't go that well um, in junior footy. Yep. So you obviously, you obviously didn't take the, the normal route to the AFL. You obviously were a mature-aged recruit. Yep. Um, early doors, what was the knock on your game? Uh, you wouldn't believe it, but it was fitness. Oh, really? Yeah, that surprises me. Actually, no, no, that was that was one of them. Um, fitness and probably my, um, you know, forward pressure tackling as well, so, which is beyond me. But um, yeah. you know, yeah, those were a couple of things. And it was probably to be in all seriousness, I didn't um, really have that many good um, games as an eighteen, you know, in, in my draft year. Yeah. Didn't so, warrant selection. At no, that stage. I wasn't really one that was probably even considered. To be honest, uh, we had a real strong. 18 year that year I remember as well with uh, a lot of guys drafted from WA yep and I was yep. a long way down the rank and then um, and then that followed obviously into playing some senior footy itself so was there was there a penny drop moment in your career when you just thought you needed to pull your finger out and potentially get that fitness back on track just so you could make it to that next level mate there was definitely a penny drop moment in my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, no. No, oh, um, you know yeah there's been a couple actually funny you say that but um yeah, there was probably one a couple of years later, actually, in, in, in actual footy sense. But uh, as a 19-year-old, I was just enjoying having a kick around. Yep. And wasn't really considering even thinking I'd get drafted. Yeah, and, I, and I'm guessing you, you learn a lot in those early days at Souths. Um, who were some of the guys that you really looked up to in those early years? Oh, there's so many. Off, I'm talking off-field, and I'm sure on-field there's a yeah, couple. But uh, off-field, who, who really set the standard for you? Oh, there's so many you know, players there that I could really look up to that were you know, great people in the club. and Be good mentors, no uh, doubt. Yeah, like you know, when I got there... 
you know, that first or second year of league footy, you know, there was obviously Jeff Farmer, um, Peter Bell. The wizard. You know, those guys were really good. Yeah, I mean, they had a couple key um, senior players, and Sam Hunt and Toby McGrath, obviously. Josh Head, Andrew Seeger, um, you know Hayden North. God, you've, um, list, you've listed a lot of people there, mate. <laughs> Sounds like you've covered all bases. For, yeah, uh, I can't think of too many more, but yeah, um, that's pretty much the twenty-two. So yeah, yeah. Now who else would be there that I really looked up to? No one else. Ray Smithers as well. Um, <laughs> No, that's about it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Paul yeah. Gumber. Paul Gumber as well, yeah. another yeah. one I looked up to. Yeah. Even Toby, only a year older than me, but I looked up to him as well. Yeah, yeah. Malcolm. I think, that, I think that's it, really. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So um, so you, you play a few years at South, and then you, you go into, you obviously have a good year. Yeah. You get drafted, was it 2012, end of 2012 you got end drafted? End of 11. End of 11 you yeah. got so drafted. Run us, run us through the draft year. What, what did you do to get drafted um, that year? Talk us through the season. You know, in all seriousness, it was the year Paul Hazeby came and played with us. Played or played, played, yeah, played. played, yeah. He played one year with us. Um, both him and me were both in great physical condition going yep. into the season. Yeah. Um, no, but he actually did take me under his wing and um, made me train a little bit harder, definitely in the pre-season. And I got myself into a really good sort of position to put in a good year. It started well, and obviously just kept kept going, and he yeah, had a pretty good year, and and just worked well with Hayes, and he was really really good to me actually. Um, yep. And then that led into playing a state game, and then. And it, uh, and it all flowed on. And it flowed a little bit from there, and then there was a bit of interest later in the year, but it wasn't much, but yeah. I, I probably got lucky at the right w- moment. Would you say um, being close friends with, um, I think his name's Craig White, um, and, and, and his... Oh, Craig, yeah. Craig, yeah, yeah, you know Craig. Did you play a bit of footy with him as well? Oh, yeah, he was there, yeah, he was somewhat... Oh, yeah, I probably missed him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so Craig and his dad, I believe, was um, at Essendon at the time and still is. Correct. Um, like, was that probably right place, right time, knowing Craig, Craig then? Potentially, it's been floated that it's um, been um, something of, um, you know, maybe got me in the right way. But, um, yeah, I think Ian was a bit of a fan of me. And um, I remember the best and fairest night I didn't drink because I'd done state screening a couple of nights later. And gee, Ian was... He was Very responsible of you. He was wrapped wow. with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think he knew, about it. He, had, he knew I had a little bit of a mean streak in me. And, yeah, I know um, that. But I, um, yeah, a couple of moments I probably... Um, yeah, kept him happy, and he, yeah, perfect. And he, I know he, I did find out a few years later. He got one of the national recruiters over for a Friday night game or something. Like, I think I kicked four or five. Yeah, I was pretty lucky that yeah. day. Perfect. Could have played a bad one, but got lucky. So yeah, no, that's very good. And um, so draft night comes along. You don't go. Yeah. Rookie draft. Where are you when you find out you've been picked up by Essendon? Uh, yeah, draft night comes. Never expecting to get drafted. Were you, were you tuning in? I think I tuned Not in. expecting to get drafted? Yeah, still I, was still, I was still tuning in. I was me and Gil both watch it most nights. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, um, yep. Every year, Still actually. haven't gone, but yeah. that's okay. Um, and then from draft night to the rookie was probably another four or five days or something. And then I didn't hear anything at all uh, and didn't really think I was much chance. And I remember it was the day before I got a phone call from this Melbourne number. And it was Adrian Dodora and he spoke to me for about... Oh, it was probably an hour and a half about really yeah about everything uh, and it was the first time I'd spoken to him um, and did you did you feel with Adrian your um, your heritage links yeah. back to Italy did you think yeah. that got you a bit of a leg up with him 100% we we just connected straight away to Doro Delolio it was yeah. like it so he obviously wasn't from Sicily because they were the arch rivals back oh, in the day. He hadn't looked into where I was from. Okay. So I think he's Sicilian. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so right. if he had have known that, it could have. Could I have think done he a found out two thousand fourteen when I got delisted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that explains it. Yeah. That explains yeah. it. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, and he pretty much told me oh, they were going to draft me. Yeah. He asked me where he wanted me to draft him, what number in the draft, and everything. Really? Yeah, he was very forward about what, it. What did you say? Number one. <laughs> <laughs> 
said somewhere in the middle, mate, they'll be fine. <laughs> and then, no, but they pretty much confirmed it without. Well, I was, I was very. It was, it was pretty much yeah, all done from that day. And then I didn't go to work next day. That's how confident I was. Oh, really? Was the live was the live stream available then? It was the that year. Were we on the computer? Computer. Yeah. So yeah. you were just waiting for your name to pop up. Yeah. Refreshing, it, refreshing. Yeah. Essendon had one pick. They two. They had a pick, they didn't go with me, then they went the next one, they went with me. Yeah. Yeah. And then your name flashes up on the screen. Who's the first person you, you text or you call? My boss. Yeah. Tell them not coming back in. <laughs> Who was that at the time? Uh, it what was, was an aircon um, tradesman. Yeah. yeah. How did he um, take that news? No, nah, that was good. That was good. He was yeah. pretty cool with it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, no doubt he was, yeah. was cool with that. No, he was very cool with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, dropped the van, dropped the or the work unit off that that Arvo, cleaned it up, and really that was it. My bags. You were away to the Tullamarine, uh, Windy Hill at that time. Windy Hill, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, well, they were actually on a camp, so I got an extra three or four days at home, so we had a bit of a party at my oh, mate's fantastic. house, and yeah, yeah. And went on the following Monday, wasn't it? Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. You, you get to Essendon. Who who takes you under your wing? Their wing there. Um, straight. I moved into a house with Jake Carlisle and um, and the fitness guy for the first month or a couple of weeks. So I was with Jakey for a bit, he drove me around, he, he, he was good valley. He had been in a bit of trouble the year before, so he was talking about all these dramas and that. And then, so um, probably, probably not the ideal person to not have the as ideal a mentor. Star. And then your second, my second mentor was um, Tate Pears, because a good friend of ours, Dean, he's a good friend of Tate. And Dean, De- Dean Reynolds? Dean Reynolds, yeah. yeah no, oh, okay. Oh, is he the half forward from Wesley? Yeah, the one eye patch Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I have seen him. Yeah. yeah. Um, he messaged Tate, and then so Tate grabs me under his wing. Again, probably not the... Other best um, mentor to go around yeah. when um, old Tate. Might have a bit of fun, didn't he? Moves very well, but not in the same. Yeah, okay. Yeah, moves very well. Beautiful. Pick up a few tricks and tips from him or throughout the journey. A couple, yeah. But yeah, that was probably the first two. Then obviously there was seven or eight West Australians over there at the time, so found my way with a lot of them. Yeah, um, beautiful. Once, once I found my feet. And um, so you start on the rookie list, you, you plug away in the uh, in the twos for a few weeks, and... Yep. and um, you were elevated from the rookie list when Brent Prismore went down and did his ACL. How happy were you actually when Brent went down? Be honest. Well, no, your facts aren't 100%. Uh, Brent, Brent was down with the ACL already for the Oh, loss. right, okay. He'd already been down. Yeah, So okay. he didn't actually do it. Do that, it then and there. No, yeah. So there was a spot there. Yeah. Um, and, um, he, um, and then obviously we had a lot of injuries and then he... Um, yeah, they use that Brent's name yeah. as, as, the as the reason that yeah. you came up. Yeah. Yep. So you, so you get promoted. First game, it's a blockbuster at the G, Carlton, and you start as a sub. Were you hoping for another teammate to go down early, or were you quite happy sitting on and watching? I, I think I was happy for the first quarter. I was, so I just to, um, you know, just breathe yeah. a bit. It's not, not the worst. You meant to sub in your first game. Yeah, no, that's actual fact. Yep. Relax a bit. Um, and yeah, it was a massive crowd, so I was a bit rattled early yep. on. Uh, but then after about, you know, Halfway through the second, you're all right. Get me on. Go down yeah. And boys <laughs> yeah. on the hamstrings. Um, yeah. You're going for breakfast at yeah. that point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, at our season. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll delve and, into that. <laughs> and sure enough, um, who else did his hammy um, late in the second quarter? Yeah, subbed on. No, well, they, yeah, they wanted to test him for about 25 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, just get him off. Yeah. He's done his hammy. He's done his hammy. But they tested him, tested him again um, in the second half. Yeah. And gave him another 10 minutes in the third. Oh, Jesus. With a hammy. Yeah, I was just yeah. tight. Who was reckoned? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah right. so you come on the field. How do you go? Got your on first the first game. Got on halfway through the third, or, or give or take. Yeah. Yeah, and and your game. Game was. I think I had seven or eight, yeah. nine maybe, and Gee, and the point, and I was in the goal square. Was it a handy point? point? It was a very handy point. Was it really? Yeah. I was in the square for a, uh, um, 
One over the top. Yeah. Stewie Crammy wouldn't give it to me and he kicked the goal himself. <laughs> Fucking how's the And nerve. we ran away. But I set up a couple of goals and we ran away with a nice win. So it was yeah. a good day. Yeah, beautiful. And um, so who was over there for the day? Family, friends? Did yeah. they come over? Mum, dad, um, the Xbox. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you bought your... You bought your Game device over there with you. Wow, so yeah. you've always been into your gaming, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Um, um, mum, dad, yeah, manager, and um, and that was it, I think. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, so we kind of we we skip along your Essendon days. Sixteen games, sixteen goals. It's not a bad return as a small forward. Is it? Is it a tough position to play? Uh, what was your favourite footballing memory whilst playing at Essendon? Oh, it's probably. Oh, it's probably that first patch of that. Carlton game into the Anzac Day game yeah. and things like that. And then my third game was actually um, Freo over here. So, so to come here and play Freo, um, and it was when they were going real good, and we ended up winning that in a real good game Gee, as well. So the first three games were um, massive, something to remember. Yeah, then played Collingwood a fair few times and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say that Carlton, because we were both undefeated, so it was about 90,000 there. Carlton then, was undefeated? At, yeah, it was around four or something. Okay. Like that, so not, yeah, don't get too silly, but then straight into Anzac Day a few days later, that was pretty special. Yeah. yeah. So bang, bang him on the G, how does that feel, putting one through the big sticks? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good feeling. So, yeah, it's a good feeling. There was, there was a moment earlier in 2019 when you dribbled a goal from the boundary and you celebrated to no one at South Oval. Yeah. Were you pretending that you were at the G then? I, I got caught up to the moment, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. 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 You thought you'd driven one from I the boundary. I saw Surly, and I thought there was about 30 or 40 there, but there yeah. was three. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> and you've really made it full of yourself. But no, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. But you, you did carry it on for a while, so I've, I imagine you were taking yourself back to the G. And... Yeah, yeah. I saw the G. I saw the Southern Stand and the yeah. MCC members. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. Yeah. And so I'm going to play up here. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously well publicised, uh, along with um, 33 others you were banned. I don't want to delve too much into that just at the minute, but what did you do for that you out of footy? Uh, nothing really. Nothing of note. I yeah. just worked and... Um, no personal development along the journey? No, I, I, did, I should have done more, to be honest, but it didn't happen to late January, so... Uh, and all the boys over in Melbourne and that, they were all... Um, they were getting paid full clip and they went and spent three months in Europe and were yeah. talking about... Enjoying, about, about 15 or 20 of them all went and... Um, on this massive trip and then took the missus and everything like that and it was all it was best year of their lives yeah but, or you know in, in that sense but no, i just plugged away at work but actually um started doing a few things on weekends went down to south a fair few times and yeah like and i've been really enjoying it yeah um, and had a big holiday over east um later in the year yeah so um, so yeah. you um you finish up at the bombers there yep and then you, you come home to wa was it always south from man or was there other clubs sort of searching around sort of seeing if you're interested sniffing um uh, sniffing you could say if you will yes um no, not really. There was a couple offers from a South Australian team and a few Victorian teams, uh, but told them pretty early that I was going to go to South and uh, and didn't talk to any other Waffle clubs and and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So what year did you come back to South Korea? Uh, I think my first year back was two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. And how yeah. did you go that year? Middle of the road, I think. I think we finished fifth or sixth. We didn't. We played Peel last game of the year, and it was Craig's last game actually we got a bus back and had a massive night so we didn't play finals we didn't go that well now yeah so yeah. just take us through you're back from Essendon take us through that next stint at Waffle how long well, were you down there for one year and then I got suspended yep. so the year off yep. and the boys went really well that year actually I think they made a prelim wow, that's funny very bizarre <laughs> forward sure. pressure was actually going right yeah, that year. yeah and then back in 2017 and um, 
and probably had my probably had my best year maybe besides that 2011 year. I got myself real fit for about six months there, leading up to the pre-season, and I was pretty keen to sort of have a good sort of um, somewhat of a finish, and had a real good year in that, and, and really enjoyed that year. And then and we played the prelim again. Uh, then again played the next year, and I had a terrible year that next year. I got suspended in the pre-season game for four weeks. I do remember that. Mm. And it was probably one of my... It was a behind-the-ball incident. I think it was quite a filthy act. It wasn't my... I recall. It wasn't my at it wasn't, birth. It wasn't, it wasn't behind the ball as such, but it wasn't great. And I don't, I'm not proud of it. But that gave me, that put me back for four weeks. And then, then I was injured with my knee all year. And then we got going late in the year. We made a prelim again. And we just smacked West Perth by about 120 in a final. And then played them again. And, and we lost. So... Mm. Um, with the laughing stock of the town at that point, and um, and I finished on that note actually, so it wasn't the greatest way to finish, and it wasn't the greatest year, but yeah. I, I had it in my mind I was going to finish, and didn't really want to play anymore after that. Yeah, so you so you finish up two thousand and eighteen, um, obviously still young enough to continue playing. Two thousand and nineteen comes around, yep. and and what was your initial thoughts before you'd had any contact with any clubs and that sort of thing? Did you know where you wanted to play, or? Uh, well, funnily enough. I do have a lot of connections down at CBC, and um, and it was kind of there, Wesley or um, or maybe going to down to Marks with a mate of mine there, uh, but I hadn't really thought about it too much, and there hadn't been too much sort of traction at this stage. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but it was one. It was one of those three clubs, really. Yeah. Yeah. So you rock up to Wesley. Um, mm. Obviously, you see myself training. Like, what are your initial thoughts? Are you surprised to see a player of my calibre at amateur level? Down uh, there, a bit of a shock to see me down there. I was shocked actually. I was. I yeah. thought you would have been training with Grant. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. After, I, I do. I do recall one day going out to um, Trinity Aquinas' oval. Um, what's that called? Well, the podcast's about you, mate. It's not about me. So. <laughs> and you whacked one on your left, and it went sideways and backwards, <laughs> and went out the forwards. And from that day, I really wasn't sure. And to see you down in the league squad after that, I, I. Didn't know why you'd come down to be right. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair enough, mate. Um, yeah, right. So, and then so 2019 carries on. You play out at Wesley. You meet some meet some new people. Yeah. You uh, you carry on some relationships with some old foes, and yeah. um, and you go through undefeated, win a grand final. Yeah, talk us through a bit a bit about that year. Oh, it was uh, was probably the best year we've you know got footy to have really to finish you know to somewhat finish up a lot like you know round out the last couple of years of footy to know. So I'm back and playing with Toby and um, and Sammy Fielding was down there as well. I played with a footy with, and then to get Paz and um, Carts down, and then obviously yourself, Gil and Rhett, who I knew a little bit at the time, knew, knew, knew more, um, and then knew Darcy as well, and oh, and Swordfish come down as well. So um, and and Hamzy actually. <laughs> <laughs> so half, we had a good, half a South Fremantle. Yeah, list. no, we had um, <laughs> some would say we had a really good group of friends down there, you know, and then obviously the Wesley lads were awesome and. Um, you know, we were in B grade and you know, probably a touch strong. Um, you know, we were boys. Teams. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, there was a couple of good teams, but the rest um, struggled a little bit, really. And, um, you know, we, we had a really good season and, and won some good games and, and then obviously went into the grand final and, and had a win. Have you been stuck inside? Have the kids been nagging? Or maybe it's time to get out there and see the team at Mandra Outboards and start enjoying the on-water lifestyle today. Mandra Outboards have been in the game for over 30 years and stock a huge range of new and used boats. They've also got a ton of bits for boats at bargain prices. 
So get in touch with the team at Mandra Outboards today and start living at 53 Gordon Road, Mandra, or 089-581-7224. And if it floats, we sell it. So, Corey, up until now, the question's been pretty lighthearted and, um, you know, a bit of fun, but we kind of want to hit you right between the eyes and ask you a few challenging questions. Um, if all right. at all, if at all you don't want to answer or, th- you know, something you feel uncomfortable about answering, then that's 100% fine, okay? But we kind of want to, yeah, delve into what actually went on at Essendon um, in 2012 and, and kind of how that affected you between the years of 2012 and 2016. So, Corey... Initially, 2012, you get back to pre-season. When, when would you say the regime started that Stephen Dank brought into the club? When, when did that start in 2012? Well, I didn't just get to pre-season. I actually just rocked up. I've just been drafted. Okay, so get your intel right. But sorry about that, mate. Sorry, no drums. Uh, but um, rocked up there in December, and, um, and there was a bit of a program going on, and um, I think things were already underway. But then, you know, I probably didn't get um, involved until... Um, up, you know, once I got back after Christmas, so probably in you know early to mid January, I'd say was the time I sort of started getting involved. So you'd say you've rocked up, and boys are already into the program uh, into, initially into some sort of program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so you knew nothing different at the time. You just thought, okay, well, you weren't well, you weren't going to question it. You, I'm rolling in. This is just what happens at an AFL club. Effectively, yeah, yeah. Cool. So. So you're getting the needles. Um, I'm presuming they're needles. Is that how the, it's entering uh, your body? It started with a bit of a pill sort of um, program. Yeah. And then not until sort of later on in January or February, then the needles started. Yeah. So like average week, run us through a normal week. What are we talking? How many times are you is off site? Obviously for the for the program. How many times a week are you visiting this? And, and what's going on? Run us through it. Um, a normal week. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to remember, but it's probably around the sort of one or two. But I think the needles we're having was just the um, the um, uh, what do you call it? The the stuff that makes you tanned. Um, mal- melatonin, melatonin, or whatever what, it's called. You were yeah. on the melatonin to help improve your footy. Well, it's for, it's for sleep. It's for sleeping. <laughs> like, yeah. Was it? Yeah. So we're having that sort of once a week and. Something else, and yeah, and it all sort of added up, and yeah, yeah. Probably, probably two or three a week or something. So, did you ever get told you're kind of getting these needles? Did you ever get told we're getting these because it's gonna? Yeah, we this? did. So, yeah, we so did. What there was, was a lot of there was a lot of discussion about what reasons why and what they are. Yeah, uh, and I was a pretty laid back guy. I just sort of used to sit in there and not really think or listen too much about it, and yeah, proved my doing. And yeah. um, so was there a ringleader sort of pushing this at the club? Who would you say was the main advocate for this program? Go uh, ahead. Well, Stephen Dank was the man behind most of it, um, as well documented. Yeah, and yeah, but yeah, all the questions and research were done beforehand, and and it was all sort of discussed, and everything was above board, and we made sure made sure that numerous times, and then you know it led to the program. Um, so do you have a did you have a personal relationship with Stephen at the time? Was he what was he? He was the head of fitness at the club. Um, yeah. You know, what sort of how can you kind of explain Stephen Dank to those that don't know? Mm, he's a bit left field. Loved his NRL, um, but yeah, just left field. And you know, it was, it was, it was like a biomedics biomedics was, science. Was it his first year at the club? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, so Stephen, Stephen was the kind of orchestra behind it. He was running the show. Yeah, um, was there other people kind of involved in, or you know, obviously knew about what was going on, but were there other people driving, driving the issue behind, kind of getting this, um, these needles to assist in your recovery and that sort of thing? 
well, there was a, yeah, there was a group of, they were all involved. Um, you know, there was a whole group of um, people, including, you know, there was uh, a sports scientist team, effectively, that were yeah. all in there and made it work. And, yeah. And, yeah, they were all employed by, you know, the club, effectively, and, and so, it was so a group collectively. At the time, how would you describe the head coach, James Hurd's involvement in this? Um, well, he has to be involved in some sense, and, you know, it was in, definitely involved. Um, his day-to-day knowledge of, you know, the ins and outs of it, I honestly yeah. couldn't tell you. To he was, was he, ta- was he involved, like, was he doing it to himself as well? Is that an actual I, thing? I'm not sure if that. he was, no. I'm probably looking back, Darcy. I probably wouldn't have thought the head coach needs to be recovering that well, but <laughs> we but, never know. Yeah, no, you don't. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so you kind of yeah, this goes on for the year. Um, and how do you go that year as a team? I think we started well, then we faded out, and I think we finished ninth or tenth in the end. Yeah, okay. somewhere around there. Finished ninth or tenth. Do you um do you the following year? So you rock up to preseason. Does the same thing go on? Uh, no. No. No, so, it's done. Yeah, yep. okay. So, and oh. obviously, obviously you don't have the results to kind of back up the evidence behind it. Possibly that could potentially be why, yeah. but why do you think, um, do you think there was, there was kind of intel behind why they weren't um, continuing with it or it just because it kind of wasn't spoken about? I think there was, well, there was probably some, yeah, back chatter behind the scenes probably. I, I, it's hard to tell, but yeah. um, it was probably results driven as well. And, you know, I'm sure it was a costly exercise. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it wasn't, um. It wasn't there, and then um, not long later, halfway through pre-season, we're getting investigated. Yeah. Oh, okay, so 2013, you start getting investigated. Yep. Okay, and then the findings don't come out until? Oh, 2016 or something? Yeah, right. So that, that whole time um, you're getting investigated, it didn't become public knowledge for, for a long time. Yeah. Did you kind of, were you worried at all? Did you think, like, am I going to get done here? What, um, what was your kind of feelings around the whole situation? No, well, obviously the longer it goes on, yes, but um, we 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 were worried by the end of it, yeah. So um, we kind of we kind of thought it like it would um, work to our favour in the end, and then um, we did kind of think that we would, you know, it would all work out. But you know, as I said, the longer it went on, we you know we started to get worried, and we you know numerous meetings and everything yeah. like that, and you know it just. It just kind of went forever, really, and yeah, then kind of snowballed from there. And then we did, you know, we did, we did get the good result in the end in two thousand and sixteen, I think. But then that was obviously overruled by Wada. Yeah. yeah. So you're back in Perth. Was there much chat going on with the boys over east, trying to see uh, where they were at as well? Yeah, there was a time. Yeah, there was. Yeah. 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 And then I was flying to Melbourne for the result, which we got, um, you know, not guilty. Yeah. Um, and that was a good result, which ended up playing footy in that two thousand sixteen year, uh, and then. Later on that year, we got charged again or whatever, however it works. Yep. So so looking back now, we're obviously kind of three or four years um, kind of past that whole yep. whole saga. Um, do you look back now and still believe you're innocent? Jeez, um, tough question. It is a very hard question. And if you don't feel comfortable, again, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. But we'd prefer it if you did. Um, <laughs> I think we're... Well, I think, yeah, it's pretty obvious it's... Um, it's a individual act, and if you know, if we're found to have, have things that are, um, you know, illegal put into our bodies, then you know we are guilty. But the issue is, we're never found to have confirmed the answer of what was put in, and that's the unknown. So yeah. there's a lot of unknowns that no one knows the answer to. So if they were the wrong thing, then you know, effectively we are. But 
I don't think we were ever proven to know yeah. what exactly went in. And I think the only person that knows that was Stephen Dank and has never really released it. So yeah. there isn't really any secure evidence to say that we are guilty. Yeah, for sure. Corey, we really appreciate it. We understand um, some probably challenging things to talk about. Um, yeah, your honesty around the whole situation has been awesome. Um, and yeah, we kind of look forward to moving on in the podcast and um, kind of getting back to that lighthearted spirit that you've brought to us uh, before now. Thanks. Corey, like we said at the start, off the top of the program, a hard man to catch, but you've been happy enough to give us plenty of your time today, um, and you've been probably, would you say, Darce, the best guest we've I'd had say, so far? Out of all the guests we've had, you're you know, heads and shoulders above the rest, Corey, and you've yeah, you've um, given us a great listen for our first episode. Thank you very much. Yeah, having me, guys. Thank you, it's mate. An honor. It's an honor. Um, so stay tuned, uh, valued listeners across the world, across the globe. Yeah. Um, me and Brennan, we're not finished here. Yeah, this we've is just a, the beginning. You'd probably beginning, say something special. We've got a lot more to conquer in the podcast game. So this is just the start, guys. Watch your back, Dylan Buckley. Thanks, bye. <laughs>